The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets, yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Good afternoon, good morning, hello. I never know what to say because people are always listening to this on, you know, if, if some people, a few people <laughs> listen to us live, and if you're out there listening right now, thank you. Um, but a lot of people listen to us uh, recorded or on iTunes, and so I never know how to, to start the show off. So what would you say, Karen? I don't know. I think I would just say uh, thanks for tuning back in. I don't know. I need to come up with a catchphrase. Yeah. I'm working on that as I get my patter down here on show 15 of Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow, T-O-M-A-R-O, or as my credit report likes to call me, Dedora Toman. There you go. (laughs) I know. It's really funny. Rachel's laughing. If you you don't understand the inside joke, you need to listen to last week's show um, about my top 10 websites that you want to look at if you're looking at buying a home. And we talked about my credit report and uh, my alias Dedora Toman. So I was on a mission this past week to get people to call me Dedora Toman. I failed miserably. I called you that once, once, but that's after you reminded me that no one had no called one, you that. <laughs> it had been a week and no one had called me Dodora. So there you go. And I was trying to explain to a friend of mine yesterday the whole thing. She goes, I know. I heard it on your show. And I was like, you are forgiven. <laughs> Excellent. So we are here talking about real estate. I am joined with the best damn lender in the state of Indiana, Ms. Karen Rassel of Hallmark Mortgage. Thanks for joining us, Karen. Thanks for having me again. So, and we're also joined by Rachel in the background, my associate producer who has the face of an angel but the mouth of a sailor. So she is not allowed to be on microphone. She told me once, though, that she got that from her mother. Mickey, right? Hi, Mickey. So apparently Mickey's got a mouth on her. (laughs) So this is a woman we need to go drink with, I think. Probably. So I just was realizing today as I was doing the math, that we have about, let's see, we've done 15 shows, and that is about the equivalent of a 1,000 miles. And how did you come up with that? Well, if you average 65 miles an hour, which I know we all drive faster than that, but there's bathroom breaks and cops and things like that. Okay. So it's about a 1,000 miles. So my th- question is, do you have any road trips planned this summer? No, not how, where, where? How far would a 1,000 miles take you? Florida, for sure, from here. Yeah, I think that's only six. That might be like round trip. Right? No. Almost. I don't know. Yeah. We don't do road trips. <laughs> yeah, we don't do them. But uh, if you have a road trip coming up this summer, we have a thousand miles of Deb and Karen. So uh, go to iTunes, download. I know people that have done this. And, you know, it's sure to keep you awake. 
it would keep everyone awake. I think it'd be hard for me to play it back in the car with my family. They're like, oh, oh my gosh, right. like we have to hear you all the right. time anyway. <laughs> yeah. You can like be asleep and they can still like pretend they're having a conversation with you. Anyways, this was my way of just saying, hey, we're on iTunes. If you've missed episodes or want to listen to past episodes, we are archived and there's lots of ways to listen to us. So uh, make this your summer of Deb and Karen. Uh, Take your road trip, thousand miles of us, and you will be better for it, I promise. Um, This is not related to anything that we were talking about today, but Karen, you sent me an interesting tidbit of information last week. And uh, and I kind of have to laugh at myself when you sent it to me because I kind of asked a stupid question. Oh, your response back, yeah. (laughs) So this is what she sent me. She said this is about cell phone towers and loans, FHA loans. Um, So the note that she sent me said there's a a new guideline? I don't think it's a new guideline. They're just calling it to our attention. What I'm thinking, yes, I think they're calling it to our attention, but I'm also thinking that as more towers are going up Mm. to give everybody better signals, that it's impacting, like we're seeing it a lot more. Okay. And, and you know, that's true because I saw an article just a couple of weeks ago about all these proposed locations to put up new cell towers here in Bloomington. We're not that big of a town. And half of them were on the east side. And I thought, I get pretty good cell reception on the east side. Why are they doing this? So here's the FHA rule. It says, if the property, if the home falls, is within the fall zone of a cell phone tower, then the property is not eligible for FHA financing. So I say to Karen, what's a fall zone? What does that mean? She goes, you know. If the tower falls. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it's a literal yes. <laughs> definition of fall zone. Yes. So if you want to buy a house that could potentially be crushed by a cell phone tower, I'm not wrong, am I? No, She's but laughing just, at me. I know, it just, sound, it just sounds funny. It's just that, yes, if, if there's a cell phone within a certain radius, we need to be looking a at cell that. cell phone tower, right. Yeah. Uh, and usually it's the appraiser that would be the first to alert the lender to that issue. And then I thought this was funny. If they cannot determine if the property is in the fall zone, then they'll need documentation from the owner of the cell phone tower. This sounds like it's getting really complicated. It Goodness could. Gracious. It could be. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what that does to the values of the home's that are within that area. It, I don't know if it. I don't know if it would impact a value per se. I think that you know FHA financing just may not be an option for a potential buyer. But anytime you take, there there are buyers who that's pretty much all they can qualify for. So anytime you take a segment of the market, you take their ability to buy a certain house. You do kind of impact the value. Yeah. So that's something true. to think about um, for sure. Um, and it was interesting point to me as well that it was kind of all in the appraiser's hands, that we're relying on the appraiser to say, yes, that's in the fall zone, or no, if it just falls a little bit to the left, the house will be fine. I don't know how an appraiser would work that. Um, I'm sure that this will happen to one of us this oh, this yeah, calendar year, probably. so we'll have to figure it out as it, as it comes. Yeah, well, and we'll probably need to do a show here on appraisers at some point, but probably not this week because I have a really crappy attitude towards appraisers right now. They're all very hardworking people, but um, I have had a couple of really rough roads with appraisers this week on missing deadlines and things like that. So if I talk about it too much, I'll probably go to a really bad place that I shouldn't go. So we're just going to change the subject. Uh, I'm going to encourage you to visit my Facebook page and look at the pictures from my puppy's birthday party last week. They turned one. 
That's I how know. I change. Anytime I go to a, start to go to a bad place and think about appraisers, then I just think about the puppies and it's yes. all fine. So I bake them a cake. Yes. And now they know the word cake. Yeah, I saw your video yep. where mm-hmm. you didn't say anything about happy birthday. Here they come running around the corner. You just say the word cake and they come running. <laughs> Seriously. It was so cute. We ran out of cake last night. So this is the first day since Thursday that we haven't had cake to give them. And they are not happy. You can just tell the look in their eyes. You need to wean them off of that. I don't know. It was healthy. It was made of carrots, peanut butter, some eggs, some flour, a little oil. I know, but they're going to expect it all the time. I know. But they're so cute. Okay. Let's focus, focus, focus. Last week, do you remember last week's show? a distant memory we talked about the top 10 recommended websites and as usual we ran out of time at the end not shocking at all um, I think because we were caught up talking about my credit report and laughing and laughing about the name Dora Toman uh, so uh, um, I wanted to just touch base because at the end I was like oh and there's a few more websites and I just went through them really quickly so I want to touch base on those uh, one is city-data.com city-data.com um, you know this is interesting and it as a realtor, I'm really not allowed to give you a lot of information. I can provide you with um, sources, but I cannot be the resource. Did I talk about that? I don't yes, think I did. Yes, you did. Did I? Okay. Yes. Gosh. Which I love that statement. Okay. That you be wanted the, to be. Be the source, but not the resource. No. Yeah. No. Be the, be <laughs> the resource, but not the source. Not the source Allow of the them. information. Provide you the resources. Yes. Thank you. Good. I sh- we should just probably stop the show today and try again another day. <laughs> Okay, so um, City Data is a great place if you want um, things like demographics. Um, The reason that I can't provide information in the next website is greatschools.org. That's another one that I can't. People say, what's the best school in town? I I can't give you the answer to that. Do you know why? Besides not having kids, but like I think that's all subjective too. It is subjective, but what actually is... That uh, the powers that be think I single-handedly have the ability to uh, uh, destroy property values if I say a school is bad. Interesting. I I wouldn't have even thought that. Yeah. Yeah. That if the realtors are getting together and all saying, don't buy a house in such and such area or this school is really bad, then all of a sudden those property values will plummet and it is subjective so it's like we're all kind of ganging up and saying let's you know destroy the property values in this certain area and you know really it it is I mean it's crazy I know in my community there are people who feel strongly about every single elementary school I don't know how many we have 10 or whatever but there are people who feel strongly about every single one so it's not yeah. So anyways, if you have questions about great uh, schools, greatschools.org is a great site. Um, and it's not just data. It's got test scores and things like that. It also has parents' opinions, which is always kind of interesting because they're usually just disgruntled parents <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, it's like any other comment board. But um, there's some um, some information. And if you don't have kids, you should still care about the schools because resale. So think about that. Uh, And another great website is houselogic.com. That's got tons of good um, articles. It's uh, actually a website that's run by National Association of Realtors. Um, And so it's got articles like how to tell if you should buy a home or renew your lease, um, what you should do a year before buying your first home. Uh, What about owning a home with a friend? Uh, I've actually had some people do that. 
that have bought homes with friends. Um, Maybe a little nervous. Uh, So it's just good brain food to kind of get you thinking. Uh, And then I think we talked a little bit too about just in general, Google and and social media are always great places to stalk your buyers and sellers and see what you can find out about them. So those are some other great uh, uh, websites to listen to last week's show for some more good information on the websites you want to go to and use as your uh, resources and your source of information. Uh, this week, we're going to get onto a different topic. It's a little fluffier. It's kind of fun. Um, you know, I asked uh, Uris, my significant other, the uh, a couple of days ago what I should do the show on this weekend because we always think about what happened to you during the week, and then you can always seem to come up with your topic from that. And I said, you know, that's probably true. And since most of my week was about appraisers driving me crazy, and I thought, that's a bad place. I'm not going to go there. I decided to pull from this really excellent showing I had over the weekend. And I'm not making fun of this house. It was a really sweet little house. Very, very nicely priced. I thought it was a really good deal for someone. But it was full of clowns. Like, literally full of clowns. And a couple of Christmas trees that were still up, decorated, um, and a bunch of dolls, but thousands of clowns. There were creepy ones, and there were funny ones, and there were sweet ones, but mostly there were creepy ones. Uh, and so, drumroll, please, today's show is about clowns. Awesome. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's not about clowns. <laughs> but it's about staging your home, and it's about, I want to convince you that you don't necessarily have to spend thousands of dollars to get your house ready to sell. Um, we're going to talk about the no-cost things that are just going to take your time um, and, uh, and get your house ready to sell kind of for top dollars. So that's what we're going to talk about when we come back from break. So stick with us. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. You 
You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we are back today talking about clowns. Who out there likes clowns? Nobody likes clowns. Nobody likes clowns. I don't get it. Okay. We're not really talking about clowns, but we're talking about getting your house ready to sell. So the first thing I want to talk about are the things that you hear and you read. If you Google, uh, you're getting my house ready to sell. There's a million sites out there telling you what you should do. The Today Show was just talking about this this morning. Yeah. They quoted Zillow. I know Mm. your favorite. And it said, if you have a white kitchen, mm-hmm. chances are you may be missing out on thousands. So, of course, I stayed tuned. And it was saying that buyers come in and see a white kitchen and feel that they can't keep it clean. So, they may not want to buy that house. I know. You're giving me that if, look. If your white kitchen's clean, they're going to say, wow, the kitchen's clean. But, you know, you can paint a kitchen. But anyways. Well, but, you know, I do have to say it's what I'm telling you today, you know, kind of in generalization. But I think some things like style are a little bit location specific as well. You know, one of the things that's interesting about our market here is that we don't do much in the way of granite countertops. Well, I mean, people like them. We just don't have a lot of them. Uh, I don't know why. It's like, does it take a while to get to the Midwest? I don't know. If you look at house hunters, you'd think that every house either has granite countertops or should be burned down. Granite countertops, uh, stainless steel appliances, right. we have that a backsplash, yeah, and an island. I think yeah. are the four things that I always see. Well, on we that just show. don't, you know. So it's just a little bit different, and I think some of it is the era of homes and whatnot. But well, funny story because you know whenever I start to do show prep, I do some googling and look for some articles to kind of give me inspiration and that sort of thing. And I pulled up this one article and I'm reading through it. I'm like, oh, that's good information. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that. I'm reading down about halfway through the article. It says. Real estate broker Deb tomorrow. <laughs> oh my gosh, you were quoted. In <laughs> I was quoted in the article. Are you sure it wasn't Dodora Toman? No, it was Deb tomorrow. And I was dying. I was laughing. I had to email Rachel and be like, "Oh my gosh." Um, it was a couple years ago, and I just, you know, didn't remember, and stuff gets spread out all over the internet. And I was like, well, I do agree with that. So luckily, two years later, I still agree with what I said. Well, let me tell you the things I don't agree with. Um, one is depersonalized. You see that all the time. Depersonalized, depersonalized, depersonalized. I don't necessarily agree with that. If your personalization of your home means clutter, then yes, by all means, you need to depersonalize. Um, that means like if your refrigerator is covered with your kids' art drawings. I'm not telling you to take it down because it's your kids' art drawings. I'm telling you to take it down because it's clutter. Okay, so that's not what I mean by depersonalization. Um If your personalization of your home, pictures, um, you know, awards, whatever, um, means that there's a happy family living in a happy home, then I don't think you need to take it down unless that's something you're just not comfortable with people seeing. I think that people like to come in uh, and uh, feel the good vibes in a home. And, you know, I know that sounds like real hippy dippy, but, you know, there is certainly, you know, there was a home I showed six or seven years ago and you could just tell the second you walked in that like something was up in the home. Something just was there, you know? I call that energy. Okay. I mean, like you we'll walk call in it and you yeah. either feel there was a an good energy. vibe or you don't. Right. And so then when you added the fact that the floors were super sticky, like our shoes were sticking to them, like in a movie theater. And then we go into the master bedroom and the underwear drawers are only half shut. 
it's like, oh, depressed, divorced dad. Okay. That was, and then you go to the closet and you see there's only guys clothes and it's like, that's depressed, divorced dad. And I get that. And I'm compassionate for that for sure. I'm not making fun at all, but it makes the buyers get distracted about what's going on in this home. And so that's this house that I showed six, seven years ago. That's what we remember. I cannot tell you how many bedrooms it has. I could not tell you anything about it except, you know, halfway open underwear drawer and, and a, um, you know, just this, this energy, this vibe. So if your home is personalized and has a happy vibe, then that can certainly be a selling point. So I don't think you need to take everything down. It's what you're comfortable doing. The other thing that I tend to disagree with is bold colors. What? Karen's no, my my no, my basement is. Oh, your basement's not that bold. It was. It was. It was. It was orange. Okay. And then the bar room that's was right. turquoise. Yeah, that's, that's a little right. bold. I think what buyers look at is how hard is it going to be for me to paint over this. So, for example, I remember a house once that had a chair rail halfway. You know, so the top half of the room was one color and the bottom half was another color. The theme of the room was Harley Davidson. So, so it was orange, orange and black. black. Oh, gosh. Okay. And the first thing is, how much primer and kills is it going to take to paint over that? So, it, you know, but here's another story. A few years ago, gosh, it's probably been five years or so, I got called by someone. They had their house listed with another realtor, and it didn't sell. And so they called me. They said, can you try and help us sell it? And I said, great. So I... I went in and he said, well, we painted everything neutral colors. And it was a real quirky house. It was just an older farmhouse in kind of a strange location. Um, and it was just quirky. And I think you need to kind of, if your house is quirky, and I need to kind of run with that. Um, but they were told by the previous realtor to paint everything a neutral color. So when I looked at the pictures, it was like this beige couch against a beige wall. And it was just blah. It was just beige. There was no personality. There was nothing to it. Right. They had previously had the home painted in vibrant colors. Well, luckily, they had had pictures taken. They had, they had taken pictures of the house prior to that. So we used those pictures to sell the house, even though when they walked in, it was like, oh, it's been painted. But that's what caught people's attention. I posted something on, I think it was Facebook. It may have been on Instagram a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or so. It was this room that was painted purple and blue like zigzag stripes and I asked the question you know would you buy this house and most people are like yeah I can look past paint color but the point was in the conversation we were having on that was that it makes the house memorable at least there's that you know right so when you're looking online you're like oh was that the house with the purple and the blue yeah that was the house with the purple and the blue you kind of want to go see it in person <laughs> probably would have left it yeah so I would say, you know, that's kind of on the bottom of my list, as long as it's not something that's going to take 16 coats of primer to cover. So those are the two things that I would personally not worry about too much, um, is not to, you know, take every single strip, don't strip the home of all human existence necessarily, if it's a happy existence. So let's talk about what I do recommend. These are the things when I go onto a listing appointment, the first time I meet with clients, and I walk through their house, these are the things that I am telling them all the time. So the first one is my, this is Deb's rule of thumb, I kind of made this one up, but it's worked for me pretty well. Every horizontal surface needs to be cleared off. So that's counters, shelves, the ledges in the shower, tops of cabinets, the top of the fridge, side tables, coffee tables, unless it's a lamp. But people look inside a shower or a, mm -hmm. a bathtub and go, oh my gosh, I can't look past all of their 
you know, shampoo mm-hmm. and conditioner. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I don't think that that's necessarily a deal killer. But I think that it just presents this clean, crisp image, which is what you're trying to do. And certainly, I also tell my clients, I have two standards. I have one standard for pictures. And it's like match.com. So you got to put that best picture out there. Okay. And then a second standard for showings. Because when people are going into the house, they've already looked at those pictures online 50 times, if not more. Sent them out to everyone they know to get their opinion. So they're just kind of confirming that the house is in decent condition. It doesn't smell bad. The layout is what they thought, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, if you've got some shampoo bottles, if I walk into my client's house and there's shampoo bottles for a showing, I'm not going to have a heart attack. If the toilet seats up, I'll probably have a heart attack. I have an issue with uh, toilet seats. a huge seat issue up. with it. Yeah. Um, don't even get me started on that. But, uh, but shampoo bottles, not so much, but for pictures, definitely clean, crisp. Um, you know, you, you want to be able to see all the caulk to make sure that the tub is in good shape. Um, the tops of dressers, we all throw tons and tons of stuff on the tops of our dressers. That needs to be cleared off completely. You're moving. It's time to start packing. I should tell my husband that we're selling the house. Yeah. So that he can clean off his horizontal surfaces. <laughs> uh, it's all his stuff. It is his stuff. He has two pieces of furniture in the bedroom that are yeah. his. The tops are completely covered completely with covered. stuff. Right. I hear you. So this was the article that I discovered myself in was, uh, I think Rachel's going to post up, uh, easiest, cheapest way to prep your home for a quick sale. And in it, I was quoted uh, as saying that $500 spent on a storage unit to radically declutter could easily net you $5,000 or more on the sale of your house. And I absolutely believe that. Um, It's the best return on investment over granite countertops pretty backsplash anything you are going to get your money back if you need a storage unit to put your stuff in and i use the uh, example thinking your head of like a hotel room it has everything you need right you could live there but it's pretty bare but there's no there's not a lot of knickknacks there's nothing that's really without a purpose right um and so that sort of clowns they have no purpose just to watch over you while you're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's sort of the 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 the, the image you want to get in your head of um, decluttering. My other rule is no more than three piece large pieces of furniture per room, and I'm talking about your normal average house. I'm not talking about a Kardashian fifteen thousand square foot um, house, you know, that has a living room that's fifty by fifty or something. But you know, if that in the living room, a couch, a love seat, and a coffee table. Or couch and two chairs in a bedroom. You're looking at a bed and a dresser, and maybe a side table. What do you have in your bedroom? Two side tables, a tall dresser, a bookshelf, and a um, what's the other dresser? Like the chest, chest of drawers. drawers. Yeah, and a bed. And a bed. Oh, and I have a standing, like freestanding mirror. Yeah. So you're gonna need to clean some stuff out. So Karen's gonna need to get a storage unit. Um, it's not your home anymore when you put your house on a market. That's what I tell all my clients. You're, it's a product. It's a product that we need to sell. And so it may not be as comfortable as you normally are. You know, I always tell uh, my clients, we move the couches a lot because they're just sort of in a weird position and the way TVs are these days. And I'm like, you're going to get a crick in your neck watching TV for the next couple of months while we go through this process and get your house on the market. But it doesn't matter because... 
you know, you got to keep your eye on the prize and, uh, and, and sell the house. That's a small price to pay. So no more than three large pieces of furniture per room is one of my golden rules. Uh, and then walkways need to be at least 48 inches wide wherever possible. Now, I know you can't widen doorways or hallways. Uh, you can move furniture. So here's what I like to do. I like to take a piece of string or I use a shoelace that's 48 inches long. You kind of walk through the house with your arms spread out holding that shoelace so you can kind of determine. I know it sounds ridiculous. No, I just want to I'm I'm envisioning myself doing that in my own house going, I think I might get like break my arms off trying to get through one because it won't be 48. Between the back of your couch and your kitchen counter, that corner, I think you might have some issues. Yeah. Right? Yes. People don't know what I mean, but anyways, <laughs> I've been there. Um And the reason for that is because what we have are a group of adults walking through the house together. There's a realtor and there's probably at least a couple of people and sometimes there's some kids running around too. And if you break the group up, if you break the couple up, it's the kiss of death. Because they never stop and talk about the house and envision themselves together. They're kind of looking at it through their own filter. They're not seeing their partner's reaction to the home. They're not really digesting it. And when you split people up, then it just sort of encourages them to rush through the house. So you need to make um, the walkways gracious and large enough that people can walk through it. So again, sometimes that means moving furniture a little bit oddly. And the other thing with that string that you're carrying around is that you get another person stand in each doorway, bedroom doorways, because a lot of bedrooms aren't that big. Stand in the doorway, have the other person at the other end of the string, and you do like make a semicircle. And that whole space needs to be completely open from wall to wall. Okay, because that's where people go in and they stand right there in that 48 inch radius. Uh, They don't typically go, you know over to the other side of the bed by the side table kind of thing. I wish you could see me right now because my hands are doing all kinds of crazy things as I'm trying to explain this. Um, We may have to do a little video or something to demonstrate uh, at some point. But um, that all needs to be... So sometimes there's like stuff that's right by the door, that dresser right by the door. You need to move that down the wall a little bit. And if there's not room to move it down the wall, then it probably needs to go away. Okay. So those, uh, you know, it's about keeping the flow going. You don't want to block a doorways. You want to be able to kind of walk really freely from one doorway to another, which A, is why we remove furniture and have no more than three large pieces of furniture per room. And then B, um, why we, you know, keep the walkways open wherever they are. Make sense? It sure does. All right. Go get that shoelace. Uh, We're going to go to a break, and then we'll keep talking about low-cost, no-cost ways to prep your home for sale. This is Deb Tomorrow. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Attention. If you're a parent, educator, social worker, or civic or religious leader, the most important program you'll hear this week is Exploited. 
Crimes Against Humanity. Host Opal Singleton and her guest show how our children and others are being dangerously lured by predators through the dark web, social media apps, and games. Beyond that, the program looks at trends in human trafficking and more. You'll never think of the Internet the same way again. Listen Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we are back talking about low-cost, no-cost ways to stage your home, and it does not involve clowns. Uh, We've talked about moving some furniture, getting rid of pieces of furniture, uh, getting a storage unit if that's what you have to do. You know, one of the things um, I tell my clients, because I try to find a balance, I always tell them that I'm setting the bar at 100%. And they're just going to do as much as they can do that maintains their marriage, their relationship with their children, their sanity. Um, And I'm not going to judge them because I understand that there's life, but they just need to understand sort of the trade-off that they might not get as much out of their home or they may, it may take longer to sell. Um, So that's part of it. But I also kind of try to identify an area in the home that I give them a pass on. uh, And it's usually the garage that I say, you know, feel free to load up the garage. Buyers, I think for the most part understand that um, they want to be able to walk through the garage I say make sure you keep a path make sure we can get to the electric panel or the furnace and the water heater if those are located in the garage but if you need to fill the garage up with stuff that's totally fine if that's what we have to do um, sometimes it's an area of the basement or even just one room that will move a bunch of boxes out take pictures so that's nice and clean and then kind of put some stuff back in there because I do feel like I'm better off with sane sellers that aren't going completely crazy although I've had some sellers before they're like my kids are tired of wearing the same outfit every day because I packed everything away except three shirts uh, or whatever that is so um I I had an ex-husband who did that once we were moving and he kept um he packed everything like a month ahead of time except two forks and two plates and so we just had to keep washing the dishes every night that's fine it worked so on to a little bit uh, more about um, furniture before we finish up on that topic Uh, a long time ago I worked at a company and was able to pick up some books really inexpensively that none of that makes sense but that's what happened and I discovered this use what you have decorating it's a theme Uh, and there's some great ideas there to just use what you have Um, I know that people will hire an accredited stager, stager stager to come in and hang silk 
drapes and put out Persian rugs or whatever. Um, you know, and I think you can do a lot with what you have existing. So think about, you know, I, I, this has happened to me twice in the past month. Uh, I, I walk in to do a, a walkthrough with a photographer and the sellers say, well, yeah, there's this disgusting couch that we're going to get rid of. Well, okay, let's go ahead and get rid of it if it's so disgusting. But then what happens is it frees up space. So now we can take the love seat that's in the living room that's kind of crowded because there's a couch and a love seat and a couple of chairs and an ottoman and a coffee table and a fish tank and a TV. And we can take uh, the love seat and put it where the old disgusting couch was in the upstairs loft. Um, so it kind of uh, it serves two purposes. It, it creates some more space and then it also creates better flow uh, and you've just upgraded your furniture by getting rid of the, the nasty stuff so that's sort of what I mean by use what you have um, sometimes we'll move some tables around um, so that uh, you know an area has a purpose one of the things one of the websites I was reading was talking about creating vignettes uh, and I don't know that we I know Karen just goes makes a face like ho 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 right but you do want to cre- give every space a purpose, and it may not be your purpose, but it is a purpose. And it may not be the buyer's purpose. I know a lot of people say, well, I have a nursery or I have a little girl, so the room's painted pink and this and that. I, I'm going to need to paint that. I don't think you do necessarily. It gives the room a purpose. It's a child's room. The buyer may not, you know, have a daughter, or they may not like pink or whatever, or they may just need it as office space, but it's okay, you know, let the buyer kind of do that. But, you know, a lot, there's lofts, there's little, you know, reading nooks. I think you can turn a cute little space into a reading nook. That's sort of a vignette. So again, it might not be a space you ever use, but you could move a chair from an overly crowded room up to an empty space, put a little side table that you had to take out of the bedroom, put a little lamp, lay a little book there, put a little coffee mug. Now you've created this cute little vignette that kind of is something memorable that people are like, oh, is that cute little place that, and then we'll laugh because it's like, yeah, right, you have time to read a book. My attorney reads two books a week. I know. When we hear him referring back to, I'm always thinking, how many books can this guy read? He reads two a week. He reads every night. I can't stay awake. I can't either, but he's not just reading like a 200 page. Oh, no, no, no. They're all like self improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's brilliant. If you ever need an attorney, we got a name for you. Okay, uh, next on our list, this is number five on our list, is light, 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 light. People say they want light and bright. This is another one where I kind of laugh. Um, it's like, People saying they have to have a bathtub in the master bathroom. And then I say, okay, will you call me when you have time to take that bath? Because <laughs> they don't. But they want it. I get it. So people want light and bright homes. Um, I know in reality, I mean, I never turn the lights on in my house. We just kind of want to stumble around in the darkness most of the time. Do you really? Yeah, we kind. I like the kind of cave-like feel. I think of light and bright meaning... Just natural light being able to come in, you know, when the sun is up kind of thing instead of, right. you know, just dark everything, dark cabinets, dark wood. Right. So you certainly want to open all the blinds, like Karen said. Try and get as much natural light going forward and back as possible from the front of the house to the back of the house, all the way through the house as much as possible. Um So if you have heavy blinds, I would certainly take them off or heavy drapes, take them off, open up the blinds so you can see. Um, But turn all the lights on for for showings. Um, Make sure that every single light bulb is the brightest that that fixture can handle without exploding and uh, and is 
working. I hate when you go into these bathrooms and they've got like the Hollywood lights. You know, there's like five lights across the top. Two of them are burned out. Yes. It just looks so, uh. Part of what we're trying to do in all of these is give this, I don't want to say illusion because it's not an illusion, but we want to send the message to the buyer that this home was well cared for. Well, and you want to present that very first impression of the room at its best. Right. So if it's having all the lights on. Right. Five bulbs, you need right. five lights. Right. So get light bulbs. Turn on all the lights. Um, it For showings, having the lights on really helps a realtor out because by the time I find the light switch, my clients have moved on to the next room. And what I'm busy doing is trying to fumble around and figure out what which light switch goes with what and turning the garbage disposal on every single time. Exactly. Nope, that's not it. Um, and, and then or you get the ceiling fans, but you can't get the light on and you're trying to pull chains and you keep turning the front porch light on and it's just a hot mess. And I'm not able to help my clients see the benefits of the house because I'm just trying to find light switches. So having the, all the lights on, even all the way down to the basement is super, super helpful. Also, today's lights... Those light bulbs, I don't know what kind they are, but the ones that I have them here in my office, and it takes forever to light up. They're like the energy efficient ones. I don't know. I know. But you turn them on, yeah. and then it's like, oh, we're going to sit in darkness for about 10 minutes until they light up, which is fine. But then do that 10 minutes before the showing so that I can walk into a house that has light. Think about adding lamps um, because that's going to make a big difference too, especially, you know, there's so many homes. These, uh, I don't know, it was the, an 80s thing where they built homes that didn't have uh, overhead lights. I noticed that, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, most of those homes, you can plug a lamp into an outlet and usually matches up with a light Light switch switch. on the wall. But putting lamps, turning the lamps on next to the bed, putting them, you know, throughout the the house is going to help with the light as well. Think about, you know, you take a sheet of paper, take a book if you're an attorney and you read all the time. Go to every corner of your house and make sure that you can read, that it's bright enough for you to be able to read in every room and every corner of the house. That should sort of be your uh, note on that. And then also on a similar note, if you have ceiling fans, because those get turned on too, just make sure they're not squeaky, squeaky or wobbly and make sure they're clean. Ceiling fans with an inch of dust on them. Yeah. It's kind of disturbing. So that brings us to number six, which is clean, clean, clean like you've never cleaned before. The same article uh, that we were talking about with the, my, 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 my quote, uh, with the storage unit, there was a guy, another realtor who was quoted, and he recommended that you clean your home as if you had a super anal mother-in-law coming over. I thought that was kind of funny. It is, but it's not funny to mother-in-law, especially if, like, I love my mother-in-law. Okay. Well, good. I must be the I only like her person. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but cleaning is so important. It gives the buyers a sense of confidence that the home has been maintained. Um, it makes it easier to overlook updates because a buyer will feel like a well-maintained home is more valuable than one that has a fancy backsplash or a fingerprint-covered stainless steel appliances. Um, there's a, We're going to put a YouTube video up. I think, did you get that, Rachel? There's a realtor out of North Carolina named Jessica Edwards, and she does all these YouTube videos, and she's very pretty, and she does a very good job. I have more face for radio. But um, she tells the story of going to a filthy house, and she extols the virtues of the magic eraser, which I'm also a big fan of. I always tell my clients, you know, they, they immediately go, oh, I got to paint. Try a magic eraser first, because you'd be amazed at what a magic eraser can clean off the walls and off the baseboards. Um, but I, I want to put this story up on Facebook for you to see that her YouTube video, she, she does all these YouTube videos like sitting in her car. Um, 
I don't know what's her thing. But anyways, I want you to see it's not just me saying this clean, 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 clean. Um, it's, you know, plenty of other realtors as well. And then I think we're also going to put a link up to a deep cleaning checklist that um, I found that I think is pretty good. That's, uh, I think, a good thing to go around room to room. And it's not it's not difficult stuff and I don't even think it's that time consuming if you kind of take one room a day but I mean you're going to start at the top and work your way down and every surface of the home needs to be touched at some point to um, um, you know from the light fixture light covers light switch covers baseboards you know down in the crevices in the carpet all of that needs to be clean, 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 clean. And I'm telling you, a spotless, clean house that smarkle, sparkles and smells good, which we're going to talk about after break, is going to cover up any cosmetic issues that you think your house has. It will go a long way to cover up ugly countertops. Um, it's not going to fix a, you know, a bad foundation or a bad roof. But it is going to go a long, long way to do that. And that really doesn't cost you anything. So when we come back, we're going to talk about a few more things, uh, including uh, cabbage. So stick with us. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you love to travel? Now, that's a silly question, isn't it? Who doesn't love to travel? Join Lindsay T. Boyd, a.k.a. the Dreamweaver, for Travel Time. A professional travel agent, Lindsay will spotlight the world of travel. From maps and other travel tools to make your trips easier, to your rights as a passenger, to different aspects of travel, such as sports, faith, or experiential vacations. Travel Time with Lindsay T. Boyd, Dreamweaver, airs live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Okay, coming back, we are finishing up talking about 
low-cost, no-cost ways to get your house ready for sale, including moving furniture. We were just talking about cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. So here's my favorite subject, smell. So my number one tip on your house smell is once you decide to put your house on the market, do not ever make anything with cabbage, cooked cabbage, period. Raw cabbage is fine. Feel free to have the coleslaw. That's fine. Make a really good Asian salad that has some cabbage in it. That's fine. Do not cook cabbage. Period. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on pins and needles to hear this cabbage story because it's really not that good of a story. It was the very first listening I ever had uh, a million years ago, and it actually it's not a good story because she hadn't she cooked the cabbage in the crock pot, which really makes that smell linger. But it was the day of the inspection. So we already had an offer, at least on the house. But I walked in for the inspection. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it smelled so strong. And we were in there for like four hours. And it was like, I don't even know what that was covering up. But anyway, <laughs> so not that good a story. But um, don't smoke in your house. I've tried to sell houses that our people continue to smoke in. And it is pretty much impossible. I showed one a couple of weeks ago. I was just telling you guys on break. And I could smell it from the front porch before I even opened the door. And I couldn't. I had to cover my face with like my shirt because it was so strong. Who, yeah. I think people who smoke even, they don't want to smell that smell. Yeah. You know. Um, you know. And the thing with the odor is that... It's easier for a buyer to look past a dirty house than a stinky house. Because a stinky house, you do not know what it's going to take to get that odor out. It's just impossible. So I had a house uh, last year that I had a client who really, she loved the layout. She loved the design. She loved everything about it. Someone had been smoking in the house for probably 20 years. We had no, I had to wash my hair like immediately after every time I was in that house. Uh, And we had no idea what it was going to take. We didn't, you know, is you kind of go, is the smoke in the furniture? Is it if I just change out the carpeting, but there was wallpaper everywhere. So is it that? Where is it? So we actually brought in a disaster recovery restoration company. They're people that like put houses back together after floods and fires. I think it was the company you used, actually, Um, And uh, uh, when you had your little flood there. Um, So anyways, we have brought them down to ask us what, or to tell us what they could do um, and what it would cost to get rid of the smoke smell. And he said, well, we would do this and this and this and this. He goes, but even then, I can't guarantee that it's going to take care of the smell. So we ended up passing on the house because it just couldn't guarantee that. And I don't know that anyone has ever ever bought it. Um, one of the things I like is uh, an ozone generator. Some people use ultraviolet rays. There are some things that ozone generator is uh, something that like rental cars companies used to use back in the day when you could smoke in rental cars. And it, you can, they just pop it in there for like 15 minutes. You can't be in the house while you're doing it or in the car while you're doing it. Changes the molecular components of oxygen I don't really get it (laughs) I read about it once so I understood it at a moment in time but I don't understand it anymore Um, and it uh, it can help get rid of the smell I have one and I've used it in some rental properties so I feel like it does work Um, some people swear by ultraviolet systems and things like that as well one of the big and easiest ones and one of the biggest issues with smells come during the summer and uh, I have this really interesting article about 
because people never believe me and I especially vacant homes I've had some really um, stinky vacant homes before lingering pet odors that there's no pets there anymore Um, and it gets worse in the summertime and because the home is vacant the homeowner is trying to save on cost so they don't have the air conditioning running Mm. and that makes it worse and this is why Um, odors intensify in the warm summer months and that is because of the heat and humidity allows bacteria to grow faster and smells to travel farther. Because the smells just linger on those humidity, humidity molecules. There's a science to it. Um, the, <laughs> this, there's this lady. This is really interesting. I thought it was really interesting. Her name's Victoria Henshaw. She actually passed away a, um, a couple of years ago. Um, but she was like this smell scientist. And she would take people on smell walks across the world where she would encourage them to smell things. She was fascinated by this whole psychology of smell. That you have the ability to remember a smell for more than 60 years, which I think we all have, you know, smells from our childhood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, Do you have no, a favorite smell? No, but you'll smell something randomly and it'll take yeah. you back to like grade school yeah. or yeah. or some moment in time right. years ago. And I'm in so many houses that like every once in a while I'll walk into one and it'll make me think like my grandparents' house or something like right. that. Or like my step-grandfather had this broken down Jeep that... Uh, you know, that we would smell or whatever. But this is humid air trap smell causes them to linger longer than they usually would. Okay. So when you turn the air conditioning down, that increases the humidity in the air. By cranking the air conditioning up, it dries the air out. Or you could run a dehumidifier as well. But those are some really great ways to get rid of um, smell as well. Curb appeal I wanted to talk about. Um, You know, it's not putting fancy landscaping in. It's creating a nice, clean slate. If you have fancy landscaping, definitely maintain it. But if you don't have fancy landscaping, you don't need to install it. It's a little overwhelming to some buyers. Not everyone's a gardener. So some people just having a nice, clean mulch bed. I wanted to talk about one um, product that I really, really like. It's called Wet and Forget. And I actually use it in my house on all kinds of surfaces. And it's totally like my speed of cleaning you can use it to clean off you know how the north side of houses always have the green mildewy whatever yes. stuff on it yeah okay karen leans I, in and I says now i'm interested this. i have white siding okay there's a picture there's gonna be a picture on facebook that's gonna show you a before and after kind of thing okay. you just buy the wet and forget it. any of the big box stores you mix it with some water i put it in a little spray bottle but you can also use like a tank sprayer you spray it on and you forget about and it and you walk away <laughs> And you give it a couple days, nothing will really change the first day, second day, third day, oh my gosh. So the picture that I sent to Rachel to put up, that's my siding, and there's a piece on top that I didn't spray because I couldn't reach it with my little spray bottle. And then the piece right below it used to look like the one on top. Literally, I just sprayed it and I walked away and I missed a spot. But uh, I do it on my limestone, like walkways are all around the house. I do it on my deck, like my wood deck, I spray it. It's amazing. Wet and forget. It can make your house look so crisp and clean, and you don't have to rinse it off. You don't do anything. They have them. I think it works on roofs, too, if you've got, like, the moss on roofs and that kind of thing. Um, Really, really cool. I'm not a paid sponsor, but I should be. So, um that's a great one too. A couple of last minute ones to make sure your locks work really easily to get into the house, that there's no barriers to get into the house. Please don't make us walk around in the mud, in the snow, or the 
the through the mulch to get to the back door because that's the only key you have to get into the house, which happens all the time. Uh, you know, make it easy for people to get in. Make sure the lock works. Someone had told me yesterday they use Vaseline on the lock and it makes it a lot easier to get in. But there's nothing we hate more than standing there for 20 minutes trying to get a key to work. Um, and then the, the buyers are scrutinizing all the peeling paint around your front door. <laughs> You have peeling paint, get them in the house. Um, and then the last one is just to think about some light decorating, but you don't necessarily need to do, you know, massive decorating. But, um, you know, fresh towels or even just having no towels is better than having used towels. Um, making the bed nicely, making sure we can't see your box spring on the bed. I was Googling, there's a bunch of really good, I was getting inspired, really good like YouTube videos. Martha Stewart's got one that she's a little pretentious in, but whatever, about making a, the perfect bed. So, you know, it's not something, we don't live like that. I get that. I'm not judging you at mm-hmm. all. But when you go to sell your home, these are things that you want to do to kind of give it that crisp, clean, um, you know, well-maintained, well-cared-for home. It's going to go a long, long way to getting you an offer quicker, and it's not going to cost you anything except some time. I think that is about all we have for the show today. Um, We are going to be back next week talking about something more new and exciting. Maybe we'll do credit next week. I don't know. I'll have to ask Karen because I kind of have to rely on her for that, and uh, I know she's got a busy week ahead. Thank you all for joining us. Don't forget, it's 1,000 miles of Karen and Deb this summer. So download us on iTunes and listen to us on your road trip. That song's in my head. I can mark 1,000 miles. miles. Okay, excellent. We may have to play that next week. And we will be back for uh, another, let's see. So every show is about 70 miles. So we'll be back for another 70 miles next week. <laughs> Tune in. Uh, check us out in the meantime on Facebook, on my website, realrealestatetoday.com, and on Instagram. Uh, thanks for listening. This is Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb, tomorrow for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.